And that's the thing. It, it was like the house exploded. I mean, every window was blown in. Hey, welcome. Glad you're with us here on this exciting season premiere episode of the Green Room Door podcast, a production of UTR Media. Uh, Yeah, this is the beginning of season number four of the show, uh, and it's good to be back. We talk one-on-one with artists uh, about the heart and soul behind the music they're making, and we already have recorded some of the conversations we're going to have in season four. It's going to be phenomenal. We also have yet to record some of the conversations, so we're going to see how things unfold. Uh, glad you're with us for the journey. If you haven't yet done so, make sure to hit subscribe on the place where you listen to this podcast so that you can keep up on the shows that we're enjoying. Uh, we, in the second half of the show, are going to be joined by renowned singer-songwriter Arthur Alleygood to talk about an exciting new project that he's letting us know he's embarking on. Um, and in the first half, we are hanging out with Sir Eric Peters. Uh, many of you know that on March 3rd, a tornado ripped through Nashville, Tennessee, and it actually destroyed the house of Eric and his family and the family somehow miraculously made it out unscathed and unharmed, but uh, it's just kind of a harrowing journey. And uh, we ask him to share what he's willing to share, and um, he doesn't really hold back. He lets us know exactly what it was like to live through that experience. Um, and he's also going to tell us a little bit more about a new project that he's just released. So we're excited to catch up with Eric. Um, And if you're not familiar with Eric's music, here is uh, one of our favorite songs of his. Sitting on the notorious Peter's property. Notorious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's infamous at this point. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess so. And at the time of this recording, basically just a foundation is laid and a few cinder blocks yes. to get it going. We are sitting on lumber. We're sitting on lumber. They Delivered said, yesterday. They said that to, your guy said tomorrow, tomorrow the walls are going. They're going to start framing up. it up. That's crazy. It's a big deal. So, so I guess like, um, should probably rewind a tiny bit. And um, you had a tornado come through East Nashville and it destroyed your house. Um, it did. And, um, I feel kind of weird asking because I don't want you to have to like relive bad memories, but whatever you feel comfortable telling us about that day, that night, I guess it was like middle of the night. It was. 
Yeah, I was, well, it was early morning, March 3rd of the only year it could be, which was 2020. <laughs> of course. Uh, it sort of, sort of kick-started the year, you know? Yeah. Uh, pardon the pun, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, it was early morning. We, uh, my wife thankfully had, Danielle had her phone by the bed and on. So she was getting, she started getting the, the alerts, mm. weather alerts. And, and uh, so thankfully she got, uh, she got up and started uh, and then turned on the TV and uh, woke me up when she, when the guy, you know, the news guy was uh, saying that it's, it's very close and it's very real and get to your safe spot like now. And so she got me up and um, that's when we, we've always been very nonchalant about that kind of stuff. So we were, I mean, kind of taking our time and we were going to grab the boys and head down to the basement. Um, so we were walking up, we had to walk up the hall and up to the front of the house where the boys' rooms are. And uh, I happened to peek out the window, which is not what you're supposed to do. Uh, in a tornado warning and um, I peeked out the window on the way to my youngest son's room and I just saw the trees just I mean it was it was very uh, eerie looking outside but mm. I just saw the trees bend over mm. like start to go to 90 degrees and uh, and so I hustled back to his room which at that point and by the time I got to him his bed was up against the front window uh, and by the time I got to his bed and laid on top of him, uh, I mean, I, I can see it now, distinctly see the window glass breaking, the shattering in, in to me. And I don't know. And then it was just total hell, chaos for the next few seconds, which it was not even 10 seconds of well, chaos, but it was enough. It was just, yeah, I mean, I... I don't know how he and I are not uh, maimed mm. or injured, let alone dead, any of us dead. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, it was it was pretty horrific. I don't, you know, it's something I hope nobody, none of you ever have to go through. It's pretty terrible. Um, so you used the word uh, when you were telling me, I think you used the word explosion. It yeah, felt like the house exploded. The house, and that's the thing, it, it was like, the house exploded. Um, I mean, every window was blown in. It was just, I, I mean, I, I don't even know how, it's just, you think that, you just think you're, I, I guess you think, uh, this, I'm going to die. I mean, mm. something, I, I don't know what's about to happen, but I mean, you're, it's just the, you know, the fight or flight. Mm-hmm instinct kicks in and so i dragged my son off of his bed and then onto the floor and i'm just laying on top of him the entire time trying to just scurry us along the floor back mm. into the hallway just to get away from the windows right and uh and by the time i mean they the house was it wasn't a big room by the time we got to the hall it was all over i mean it was i mean it was less than 10 seconds mm. of just uh just everything thrown at the house and thrown into the house. 
thankfully the roof held, I mean, our, our, the ceiling held, I should say. Mm. The roof did not. Um, and nothing came in on us, mm-hmm. or as far as came down on us. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was intense. We've, we've, we've had some, uh, lots of scary moments since then are just triggering trauma yeah kind of stuff kicks in so like when there's weather alerts now we take them very serious and they're very scary yeah for all four of us oh wow so including the dog (laughs) yeah they 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 it it was scary yeah it is scary still that's that's i mean we're we're so grateful that that um that you're all you all made it out without any serious injuries or uh, or worse and um of course obviously there's you know you you can't just erase it though so uh, you know how have you guys for the rest of 2020 sort of been you know the last six seven months um uh how have you been able to find any sense of peace or joy in life even um well therapy has helped get it, getting counseling for uh, for both of us continuing counseling uh, we're big believers in uh, seeing therapists um, even on good days quote unquote good days um, but this was certainly uh, needed and then just I think um, I think we Peters tend to be pretty resilient people. Um, you know, I'm, I can be really serious, overly serious, but I can also, uh, be very naive and head in the clouds kind of personality. Uh, in some ways that serves me well, I think, (laughs) Mm. um, just because, uh, we kind of look at this building process as, as as hard as it's been and sad as it's been to say goodbye to our beautiful old 1925 craftsman cottage uh, that we kind of get a blank slate Mm. we get to start all over again so there's part of it it's very exciting Mm -hmm. um danielle and i are very close we're very good friends and our friendship has saved us through many many experiences uh this being one of the bigger ones yeah um and so we've i mean we've been a a part of it is just we've been taken care of by so many people um whether people checking in uh there was a, a massive gofundme that happened that was uh I mean, it's, you know, it's just money, but it was also a lot more than mm. money. <laughs> right. Um, it was a bit of sanity for, for me. Um, just, be- I don't know, just to know that people were, I don't know, people were crazy generous, to us, super generous. And, uh, and who knew that the world was going to, shut down you know right a week after the storm and then all of musicians would be completely out of work mm-hmm. and so as 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 uh, selfish and i don't know the right word as 
not compassionate as it sounds, that fund kind of insulated us, I feel like, from the loss of what would have been music income mm, um, right. for me. Right. Because, uh, yeah, uh, that would have, I don't know, it was just a, gr- everything is grace. Yeah. It was just a huge dollop of grace mm. uh, for for us. I'm not sure I'm answering your question very well. But, no, uh, you're doing good. We just, I think we have each other. Yeah. That's like, I think you really realize there should have been so many more deaths. Mm. And, and this, I mean, even just our, just this little corner where we're sitting, you mm-hmm. and I right now, I mean, there's so many, there are, I think a total of 11 homes in a, you know, in a, a one block, two block stretch yeah. that 11 homes that have been torn down. Yeah. Uh, that are gone. Um, and like, just to hear some of the stories of our neighbors are like, how are you alive? Right. How am I alive? Yeah. Uh, and just, and one of the most beautiful things about this whole experience, or at least one of my favorite things is how I've gotten to know my neighbors mm. through all this. Uh, and just the, the camaraderie and the shared experience, as awful as it was, that we all have at this point, and that we will forever share, uh, that it's... Like, I've gotten to know neighbors. We've lived here for 15 years, and I've just met some of these people. And uh, and it's it's just, I don't know, I I, I love that. And mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for that. So, um, a, lot of, a lot of good come out of this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this, the fact that there should be, that we're all alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's pretty much you have a chance to rebuild you have a chance to you know find renewal it's 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 all grace Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely well i'll conclude our conversation by talking a little bit about music um because um one of the things that um you were able to kickstart early this year yeah um is a new and I, i i think this is actually a very apropos time for you to release a hymns EP. Um, can you tell us about that project? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't I didn't necessarily grow up going to church or in church. Um, so hymn hymns and and most hymns were very are were and are very unfamiliar to me. And so I some friends approached me a few years back about. Uh, to if I would sing Come Thou Fount for their uh, the, the podcast that they do a ministry t- in Chicago to uh, just some rough folks you know a lot of whom have been incarcerated and they asked if I would sing a song this song for their podcast and they arranged it and I did it and they were super kind and encouraging and then kind of said what if you what if we helped you make a hint, do a few more songs and then you can release them and um, this was I mean honest, yeah so that that was that idea the rose is blooming therefore 
spend eternity with the soul of man never dies to friends there'll be no sad farewells there'll be no tears in eyes where all this love and peace and joy in the soul of man never dies i'm on my way to that far land where the soul of man never dies with their One of the songs is called uh, Where the Soul of Man, and th that was a song that my mom said she used to love singing in her, when she was growing up in Red Dirt, Mississippi, way back in the day, country church, and uh, she used to love it, him, and so I knew if I ever got to record any of these that I would be doing that one, and so that one was a song I got to do with my mom in mind, and uh, uh yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it feels a little unnatural for me to release a hymns project because it's definitely not my forte or my, mm -hmm. my norm or my MO, but um, it sure was fun yeah. to do it. And it's just something a little different. Yeah. Um, and it kind of goes back to those songs are all rooted in grace and rooted in, yeah. in, you know perseverance and like in some ways as much as it feels like it doesn't match it doesn't fit with your mo it, in some ways it really does huh. okay <laughs> yeah i mean i thought it, i thought it sounded like a really good good idea so yeah that's exciting yeah i yeah we'll put it out and it'll be out there that's great yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. Thanks, man. Thanks, Dave. Ah, it is always a delight to talk to Sir Eric Peters. So many people have been asking about him and his family, how they're doing, and we are so grateful that he could join us here on Green Room Door to give you that update. Uh, we're going to link to his um, latest project in the show notes and encourage you to follow him on social media so you can see his new house being rebuilt in progress. You know, one of my career highlights was in 2011, I toured all over the country with Eric on the In Your House tour. Eric played songs in folks' living rooms, backyards, porches, decks. It was so much fun, but and it really touched and inspired a lot of people too. And uh, we are so happy to be teaming up with Renew the Arts to bring a new hosting network all across the country. And we need you to be a part of it, to sign up. If you could see yourself hosting concerts like that, join the network, be a part, and bring back live music in 2021. Um, you can find out more information at our website, utrmedia.org. So if you're like me, if you went to high school or college in the 90s, you definitely know the music or at least heard of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Why are they hanging out with Arthur Alleygood? We're going to find out next because Arthur is our guest in the second half of the Green Room Door podcast. Stick around. 
This UTR Media podcast is sponsored by the new Kickstarter campaign for singer-songwriter Teresa Mahoney. Teresa Mahoney is inviting you to help crowdfund her third studio album, Disillusions, produced by Waterdeep's Laurie Charfer. You can help to fund the making of Teresa Mahoney's new album, Disillusions, right now for a limited time on kickstarter.com. You find the direct link in this episode's show notes. This UTR Media Podcast is sponsored by the new EP from Alabama-based band The Hedgerow Folk. It All by the Hedgerow Folk is an Americana worship project that is full of songs that help us trust in God even in the hardest times. Set my feet upon the hard road. That's the way to lead my heart to yours. Worth It All by the Hedgerow Folk is available now on Spotify and all major music platforms. Welcome back to Green Room Door. I'm Dave Trout, and I love recalling those first-time moments when you see an artist play for the first time. Um, now, I had already become familiar with the music of Arthur Alligood, and we were featuring him on um, UTR's podcast. However, um, I had never seen him live, and I was at Hutch Moot. The Rabbit Room event, it was uh, either fall of 2013 or 2014, but they occasionally have special guests and, you know, just different guest musicians that sort of join the enclave. And um, that year, Arthur Alligood was one of the special guests, and I kind of geeked out, not only because he plays and sings so masterfully, but, um, but he was just his songwriting has already kind of swept me off my feet. I didn't know that he was a part of had any connection to the rabbit room world. And so it was so fun to see these worlds collide. And uh, this year I was able to record a mini concert with Arthur and Eric Peters in the first half, plus 17 other artists. And we were able to provide these live mini concerts not live, but recorded live mini concerts during the Hutchmoot Homebound Conference just this last week, which was a blast. And we are going to be re-releasing some of that content, something to look forward to. Before we dive into this interesting conversation with Arthur about a new project he's working on, uh, let's familiarize yourself with some of his music. And uh, I'm going to play something off of maybe his most critically acclaimed album. This is a clip from his project, one Silver Needle from 2011. Here's Arthur Alligator. Mama said all God's children are jewels in heaven's crown. I don't know, Mama, I'm gonna find out. Oh, clock need to take me off my
Do you want to give us um, kind of a, an overview of what um, what the vision is behind your new project, just, just how it came to be? Yeah, so I think it, it's, it's part kind of not really co coincidence or, or accident, but it feels like it. Um, part just doing what I've always done and making songs and, you know, constantly writing and then reconnecting with people that I worked with a lot because you know I used to 18 years ago I was touring and um, doing all kinds of different stuff like that and I I kind of lost contact with a lot of those people just when you step out of kind of doing music vocationally and uh, become something that's still a passion but it's not your source of income um, it kind of removes you from that world but this is kind of like a a collision of that old world uh, with where I'm at right now, and um, so I feel like it's it's it was needed. I, I realize that I'm like I still want to make albums, and I still want to, you know, I, I still feel like that's a passion of mine. I still feel like that's in me, and it's what I'm supposed to do. So I feel like that that's what this project is. It's kind of like a almost feels like a reunion in a way of of, of people but also of like parts of my life, parts that I stored away and thought, oh, I won't use that anymore. Or, I'll never go back to that. And maybe, maybe, you know, I was too quick to say that. And so uh, my vision, I just want to make a, a great album. And it's, I feel like the songs are, especially for this time, very optimistic. Like I, I feel like they, they lean toward more of lighthearted, kind of subject matter and it's not if you know my songs but you know I've I've dealt throughout with a lot of heavy stuff mm -hmm. and I'm not that I'm done with that but I'm kind of looking for that silver lining looking for where uh, where where the lights streaming through so yeah I just want to make a great pop record you know like mm -hmm. I'm really catchy pop. like I've never done that before and it's like I'm really, I'm like, I've never done a duet song, or I've done, like, why, why have I, you know, I, I really want to, like, push myself to some, maybe to do some things that traditionally in, in my own career have been out of my wheelhouse. Right. But it's I'm, like Taylor yeah. Swift making a folk album is yeah. out of her wheelhouse, but uh, you making a pop album is yeah. you creatively stretching. Yeah. Like, every song is like, oh man, I can't get past, like, four minutes. Like, every, I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm soaked up. And two, my, my daughters are teenagers. And mm. so I'm soaking up all the music they're listening to. And I see the art for a minute. And mm -hmm. I want, like, I think there's something that can be communicated in a three, four minute pop song that maybe you can't do in a story song, mm. you know? So I want to explore that. I know. Yeah, is I that? love it. Yeah. So, That's yeah. great. Yeah. We're really excited. Yeah, me too, man. So I'm. We're just going to continue. To, I'll, I'll probably write up into the time we go in the studio. We're supposed to go in um, right after Christmas and kind of have a five to six day, you know, period blocked out and just see what we can come up with. So, yeah. man, dude, thanks. That's awesome. Yeah, man. All right. Cool. Cool, man. <laughs> I loved getting a little more about the heart of the vision of the project from Arthur Alleygood. 
uh, something that he'll be recording real soon um, and is actually kickstarting right now. Um, and during our video portion of the interview, he um, he actually filled in some of the gaps about how it all came to be. So I'll just I'll just kind of recap for you that um, uh, the really kind of renowned producer in California, Michael Blue, who produced his one silver needle project, um, contacted him to say, I'd love to work with you again. And um, it just so happened to, you know, all these worlds were kind of colliding. And Michael Blue is working with the band Toad the Wet Sprocket in the studio, kind of introduced them to Arthur's music. And now some of the guys from Toad the Wet Sprocket are actually going to be the backing band on the album for Arthur's new project. What? This is insane. It's so fun. Uh, the album will be called Better Late Than Never. Um, you can find it on Kickstarter. I'm already backing it. I hope you will too. The campaign ends on November 2nd. So you really just have the, till the rest of end of October to get on board, back it. We're going to put a link to it directly in the show notes. Hope you'll check that out. Um, also, uh, I, it got me wondering if there were any other crowdfunding campaigns that might have bloomed this month, you know, even after our most recent Good Patron podcast. So I decided to check in with our buddy, host of Good Patron, Garrick Godfrey in Phoenix, Arizona, and asked him to uh, to check it out and see, scour the landscape, see if there is anything that we should be paying attention to in terms of becoming a good patron. So, Garrett... Thanks, Dave. One of the nice things about putting out Good Patron every month is being able to continually highlight some amazing artists in their campaigns while they're active. But one of the downsides is when an artist launches a campaign just after an episode releases and it'll close before the next episode comes out. So I really appreciate you sharing the word about Arthur's new campaign for his album Better Late Than Never. Again, that's over at Kickstarter and closes Monday, November 2nd. Now, another artist that launched a campaign right after episode 31 of Good Patron came out is Taylor Linhart. Now, I know she's appeared on the Gourmet Music Podcast before as a solo artist with her album River House and with Jess Ray as part of Mission House. And if you haven't heard her solo stuff or Mission House, you are truly missing out. She is amazing, and I'm so glad to have a chance to make sure folks know about this campaign for a new 10-song album so they can get behind it. Her campaign closes Monday, November 2nd. And if you're not sure how to spell her name when you're looking it up on Kickstarter, it's Linhart, L-E-O-N-H-A-R-D-T. Now, another campaign that missed the last episode of Good Patron is for Carly Bannister. She launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new eight-song album, and she's got one of her songs on the campaign page, so you've got an idea what she sounds like. If you notice a bit of vocal similarity to Ellie Holcomb, it's because Carly and Ellie are sisters. Now, find your streaming platform of choice and check out some of her earlier work, though. Her songwriting and music stands out on its own, and hearing more of it will make backing this campaign an easy choice. But you'll want to do it fast. This campaign closes next Tuesday, October 20th. And one that just launched, but we'll have time to talk about it on the next episode of Good Patron, is Amy Lou Harris's piano man Phil Madeira with a Kickstarter campaign for a new album titled Hornet's Nest. 
And if you haven't caught October's episode of Good Patron yet, there are a couple of campaigns I want to make sure you know about. Some folks you've heard on the Gourmet Music Podcast or Under the Radar before. The first is Teresa Mahoney. She launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new album titled Disillusions, and you'll want to check out Good Patron episode 31 because I've got her on there sharing about what brought her to the point of recording this project and how she hopes for it to be help for folks who are full of questions and concerns and doubts. And this project's produced by Lori Chaffer from Waterdeep. I really like the song Maybe that's on the campaign page. That'll be the first song on the album. But head over to Kickstarter now. This campaign closes Tuesday, October 20th. The other artist that may sound familiar is Stacy Furness with a Kickstarter campaign for a new EP. You can hear more about that campaign on episode 31 of Good Patron as well. That campaign closes Friday, October 30th. And the last one I want to bring to your attention is a bit more Britpop with a touch of electronics and rock. It's a new discovery for me this year, and that's Pyramid Park out of the UK. His album, Not an Island, came out this April and became an instant favorite of mine for the year. And now he's launched a Kickstarter campaign for a new EP. So if that sounds intriguing, take a listen to Good Patron 31 or check out his music wherever you find it and then find his campaign over at Kickstarter. It closes Friday, November 6th. And as I like to remind folks at the end of every episode of Good Patron, great music doesn't just happen. So get involved. Thanks, Garrett. Oh, that's so helpful. And we will for sure link to those three new campaigns, Taylor Linhart, Carly Bannister, and Phil Madera in today's show notes. And all the ones that you mentioned um, that were a part of episode 31 of Good Patron, we will link, uh, put a link in our show notes for this show as well, um, right over to Good Patron episode 31 so they can get more of those details. Um, boy, this has been an amazing time. A huge thank you to Eric Peters and Arthur Alleygood for being our special guests. Of course, thank you to Garrett Godfrey for being a special correspondent and um, pointing our attention to becoming good patrons of the arts. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. We will link to those people in the show notes. And of course, thanks to our amazing financial support team we couldn't do any of this without their support and help um and they're not just providing you this podcast but everything else we do on our website and on different platforms um i'm so grateful and if you would love to get involved we are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we rely on the support of folks just like you um, to contribute. Sometimes it's a one-time gift. A lot of folks do just a, a incremental monthly gift. Um, and that helps us out tremendously. We'd love for you to check out more information at our website, utrmedia.org. Um, and, uh, we want to be able to provide you and others, um, just more healthy content, stuff that promotes spiritual, emotional, and mental health. That's why we do what we do, so that we can, uh, that's why we have other podcasts, playlists, um, we have videos, articles, interviews, album compilations, special live events, and more. Let's keep it going, right? Um, we would love for you to be a part of the team that makes it happen. Again, you can go to utrmedia.org or find the link in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for hanging out. It's good to have this podcast back for another season. 
I'm Dave Trout, and I'll talk to you next time on the Green Room Door Podcast, a production of UTR Media, an independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org.